Hey everyone, my name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we're two new Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I feel like every time we come here, it's pouring rain. I know. I, it is. It's, it doesn't matter. Like today, it's Tuesday. Last week, it was Thursday. It doesn't matter. It just yeah, rains. It's crazy. Um, before we get started, I have to tell you. I saw a movie this weekend, like in the you theater. Mm-hmm. I was telling you, I never, ever go to see a movie in the theaters, like since I had kids. Like I just, I don't know. I'd rather go out and see a friend or like going and sitting in a movie theater, not talking to anybody seems like a waste of my social time. But after our trip last week, I was so brain dead. I was like, I'm going to go see a movie. And I saw A Star is Born. Lady Gaga. I like fell in love with her. Oh, like, yeah. I thought I was going to fall in love with. Bradley Cooper but no she was so good and she just like is a she looks like a regular person she's so talented she's so talented her voice is beautiful I can't believe she makes those pop songs which by the way I love 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 Lady Gaga love but she's so talented she could be singing anything and she was great did you cry in the movie I did yeah it's super like the end is so sad oh I don't know if I can handle it I mean, you can. You can. It's a beautiful love story. Okay, then I'll go see it. I know. You love love. Yeah. Um, So it was really good. I would definitely recommend it, um, especially if, like, you don't know anything about her because I'm not going to – there's not a spoiler, but I feel like the story kind of went in the direction of, like, probably what happened in her own life. And so for me, it was, like, fascinating. Like, you think about Lady Gaga and you're like – she wore that meat dress, and then she got yeah. carried into the Emmys like in, a, in an egg, remember, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. she was a normal person like us at one point. When, when, once, yeah. Like, imagine, I'm just going to start getting carried into the council chambers <laughs> in an egg. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. Can you imagine? That would be the best. Oh, gosh. I yeah, would get reelected forever. For, forever. <laughs> forever, yeah. Anyway, so I saw that. You should totally go see it. I'm going to. I think I'll go uh, Saturday because why not? I love the movies. So I know. And I really miss going. There's something about sitting there with like all your popcorn and your Twizzlers <laughs> and your Junior Mints <laughs> and your giant soda now that you, everyone knows everything Where'd about my Where did you see life. it? What theater? Um, oh, I went to Apple Cinema. The best cinema, people. It was so good. And there's, you know, like I love how always there's so many people there seeing Bollywood films. And <laughs> <laughs> That's my my parents' go-to mo- theater for Bollywood. And on Tuesdays, actually, they, it's four bucks. I know. I saw movie. that. Oh, today is Tuesday. Yes. We could totally go see it again. We should go see it. But yeah, I uh, I think it's good that you got to the movies. It's it's, ex- it's expensive now nowadays. Well, I remember when it was five bucks. Especially when you're like a snack hound <laughs> like me. I can't just go and sit there. It was just you, right? By yourself? No, I just went by myself. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. I was like, no one wants to be around me right now. <laughs> I am a monster. Like, bye, kids. Bye, everybody. It's better this way. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. So... We missed you guys all last week, but we went to New York City, um, which was totally fun, but super exhausting. And we'll tell you all about it. But first, a quick recap of the previous week and weekend, because it was busy and fun and actually really productive. Yeah. Last Monday, there were a few highlights. I'll start with uh, the one that I... Uh, with the council meeting. The, the, the council meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we uh, were we voted to approve um, an allocation from free cash of about $65,000, uh, and this was uh, to legal aid, Cambridge and Somerville Legal Services, uh, and for them to hire another attorney. And so I- Like a whole attorney. Like a whole attorney. And I, I pushed for this funding, 
and I'm, you know, really appreciative that we we were able to do it. Uh, and I hope for future increases, you know, there's so much data that shows why having an attorney during a housing emergency, during an eviction, can play can make all the difference uh, from them actually being evicted and then having something on their record, which really prevents future uh, tenancies. Exactly. So I went. I uh, had a meeting with one of the attorneys there on Monday just to catch up on a few things. And I met the attorney that they hired last week with this funding. Was it so exciting? You're like, I I helped. Well, yeah. They. I, it's funny. You. My friend's mom was, was a volunteer attorney there. And she was like, you know, this was made possible by, you know, Counselor Zadiki. And the lawyer was like, thank you so much. And no, like, thank you. I was like, no, all you do, this is nothing. And they haven't had an, any, an additional attorney the last... 20 years. Get out. Yeah. They've had, like, such a small staff. All right. Well, high five. High five. No, real high five. Look at us. We just just high five on air. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I'm really proud of that and um, really, uh, really appreciative of the work that they do in our city. I always say that this work, um, when I was working in the mayor's office, that a lot of it is just rolling rocks uphill. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of times. And... This is like a, a one where you roll it uphill and then you got it to the other side. So good for you. Feels good. It does feel yeah. good. You have to remember this feeling. I know, I know. When you're like pushing a rock up a hill. Exactly, exactly. So You had some updates too. Yeah. So um, actually we had something before. I put something before the council, uh, Mayor McGovern and myself, around um, some exciting youth connection programs to the police department and the fire department. So the police department is going to be starting a cadet program, which will capture um, Cambridge youth from 18 to 24, or sorry, 18 to 21 before they're able to go into the police academy. So this is for um, Cambridge kids that would like to go into a public safety career. But you can't enter the police academy because you can't handle a firearm, yeah. thank God, until you're 21. Um, so this is – it's it's super exciting. I think this is going to be a great way for us to diversify yes. our um, police force and make sure that we have Cambridge kids on our, our force and are really connecting our kids that maybe don't want to go to college yet, don't want to go to college. Um, you know, it's just not an, an option or something that they want to do. So the public safety – careers here are really good and I just attended a three hour it was <laughs> yeah you did it's really long training on um how we're going to be training our officers to be more responsive um and not be using use of force in many many situations so we're really doing some great things within our police department and I think it's really exciting to connect some of our kids uh to those opportunities and also the fire department is going wants to start a community resource um group within their um, within the fire departments, because the police have one, and you know you see the police out all the time in right. the community. They're doing community relations. They're talking to youth. They're talking to um, other residents, and the fire department would like to do that as well, mainly to do recruiting. Um, so we're, I'm really excited about both of those things, and uh, we just wanted to indicate support during the next budgetary process for both of those programs. So that's you exciting. Did it. You did it. Yeah. Uh, w- were there any other updates? Um, the, that, oh, well, the, the Inman Square yeah. um, money was put in. Appropriated. So appropriated. Yeah. Put in is not the right word. Appropriated. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're counselors. Um, yeah. So the final appropriation for the Inman Square redesign was actually voted on. Um, it was not a unanimous vote. No. Um, I voted yes for many reasons that I um, indicated in my um, 
in my testimony. Your testimony yeah. um, but we'll we'll get to that. So those so, were the updates from the council meeting. Yeah, there was one more the job linkage. Uh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. I had a sponsored an order uh, to include in the next linkage fee study, incentive zoning study. Uh, basically, we're you know we're due to increase linkage fee, which right now is I think about fifteen dollars. Fifteen something. Let's remind everybody what a linkage fee is. Let's do that. Oh, you want me to do it? No, I'll do it. Okay. So, and you can jump in if I butcher it. Oh no, but. Okay. Uh, if, so in any development uh, that's above a certain height, 30,000 30, square feet, square feet um, thanks mom. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you, girl. Um, uh, the de- developers are required to pay a fee that goes to the affordable housing trust. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've, uh, you know, we're, we're among many cities who have this fee. When I was working in the mayor's office, I think it was like $4 a square foot. It was. So it now was. it's like almost 16 So in 2017, they did an increase. And no, was it 2016? It's earlier than that. Was it 2015? Mm. Okay. So 2015, they had an increase. Uh, and it really it wound up because... It went to it 12 was, and then yeah. 13 and then 14. And now. with the CPI, with the Consumer Price Index, it mm-hmm. goes up. So we now, in the zoning, have to reevaluate that. And so years past, yes, we have this linkage fee that goes to the Affordable Housing Trust, but there's a question of figuring out how much do, how, you know, how many new jobs are being created by all this development mm-hmm. that's coming in. And uh, this fee would would kind of you'd pay into a job linkage fee. Right. And there's other communities that have these. Boston, Somerville. It requires home repetition, I think. But the, it already exists. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so this would really, be, you know, in Boston, their linkage fee, it's used, the money, some of the money is used to, you know, fund community college. Uh, it can be used in a variety of ways. So, you know, we we do a lot here with workforce and thinking about jobs and making sure our residents have jobs. So I think this could be an opportunity for the future to think about, uh, you know, adding this component um, to, to workforce development. Yeah, I think it's smart. And I know that workforce development is something that you were really working on this term. Yeah, and we both have a meeting coming up uh, October 30th on this oh, yes. topic. Next week. Tuesday, uh, 3 to 5. Uh, we'll mention it from next week. Well, we no. won't. Oh, we'll talk I'm about so it glad we week. did it. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about uh, workforce development a lot. So that was, that was one update. Oh, yeah. Okay. So after the council meeting, we had... Uh, we had so many events. We did, but one of the fun things that we did, and I wanted to shout it out because I know I'm always looking for great opportunities to volunteer with yes. my kids. And the mayor's office put together a big volunteer session at Cradles to Crayons over in Brighton. So Cradles to Crayons um, is an, a volunteer organization. Actually, it was started by a Cambridge mom, yeah, uh, Lynn Margario, um, who's wonderful. Uh, so people donate their gently used clothing, um, boots, winter coats, puzzles, games, uh, all kinds of stuff. And Cradles to Crayons puts them together in these kid packs. So um, people, moms and dads and caregivers will um, – usually you have to go through a resource provider um, and say, you know, my daughter Sumble is four years old and she needs a winter coat, winter boots, and here are her sizes. And she also really likes um, puzzles and games. And they will put together a whole bag for you and make sure that it's customized for your daughter um, with all the sizes correct and all that. And then 
they give it to you through the the service provider. So Cradles to Crayons has actually been working with uh, Food for Free, which is an organization mm-hmm. I work for, um, with their school market program t- so that people can pick up food uh, at a market, but also that they can pick up bags of um, clothes. So we were actually able to go and volunteer at Cradles to Crayons. Um, and it was so fun. I went with my daughter and, I mean, we were like in the put outfits together area. That was really fun. She like loved it. She loved it. She wants to go back every Saturday. That's so sweet. But and you got you were in the book area. I was in the books, which I loved. But you know, it was a bunch of us there, and we just kept trying to read these books from our childhood. <laughs> Bernstein Bears, shout out Bernstein Bears, my favorite books. I saw so many of them, and I was like, can I take these home? Did you shove some in your purse? I really wanted to, but <laughs> that's not allowed. But if you are interested in, in volunteering, especially if you're a group or a family, you can go on to cradlestocrayons.org and then click Take Action and then Volunteer. And just to let everybody know, there is a citywide donation that's happening right now. There are bins I think in all over, all over. There's definitely one at city hall. There's one at the police station. Um, if you go onto the mayor's website, there are definitely locations. I think there's at the libraries and I know I got a flyer home, um, at school. They're accepting donations right at school. So if you have stuff to donate, definitely do because they, um, they, they definitely needed more and, clothes. Yeah, they do. And then the next day, this was, um, the 14th, I, I think, uh, we, Went all the way to Quincy for a Yes on Three uh, canvas. Thanks for driving, Alana. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, and we uh, it was amazing. We uh, I was in Braintree for the day. Where'd you go? I was in Weymouth. Weymouth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of time left for this for, in this election. Uh, it's November 6th. It's fast approaching. I We would really encourage you to go out and put some time into canvassing. You can sign up at freedommassachusetts.org. It's a really organized process. Y- you know, it, we got there by 10. They did an hour training. Yeah, it was a really detailed training. Very detailed. I felt prepared. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there, you go out in teams and you're, you you go by yourself, but you go with people to different neighborhoods and, you know, you spend three, four hours canvassing. Knocking on doors. Yeah, yeah. And then you come back and do a debrief uh, at the site that, that, they, that they choose. And it was great. I actually talked to a lot of people, and I like to talk to a lot of people who didn't even know that it was on the ballot. So it's really important, especially if you care about this issue, to make sure that everybody you know um, knows that it's on the ballot and to vote yes on three. And early voting has started, and from what I understand, it's on the back of the ballot. So you actually have to flip your ballot over to vote on questions two and question three. Um, So everybody, flip your ballot over, and please just let people know, because I'm just afraid people are just gonna skip it yeah yeah and it's really important so while we're on the topic of early voting uh it's going it's ran it started monday and it runs through saturday uh the 27th and then it runs from monday the 29th through friday the second uh and so you have to there's a full schedule that we can tweet out um early ballots can be cast at the main library and the o'neill branch at and at the election commission at the police department community room uh, which is 125 6th Street, and at the Cambridge Water Department, which is 250 Fresh Pond Parkway. Uh, so you all can also request a ballot to vote early by mail before November 2nd. So make sure you go 
and vote. Yeah. And so I was at the police department earlier. And yeah. I was like, oh, I could just early vote. And I like went to go check in. I was like, I don't know how to vote on yes on one. I mean, I, I don't know how to vote on question one. Same. Like, people are Same. like, yes, no. Yeah. All of my friends who are nurses, all of my cousins who are nurses, people like it. I don't. I'm just not prepared. Oh so my god! The, I, the ladies we were so funny. <laughs> they were like, "Are you gonna vote?" And I was like, "I don't think I can." Like, I can't make it. That's why I haven't gone. Right? Yeah. Oh, anyway, right. that's another topic. Anyway, let's talk about New York City. One of my favorite cities. It was. We had such good weather. We did. We had really good weather. I was so glad because being in New York City um, in the fall is like one of my favorite favorite yes. things to do. Um, so we went. We had a bunch of meetings, and all of them had to do. With lady stuff. Women. Women. The women were here in New York City. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> so unfortunately, Kimberly sent Susie, who was supposed to go with us from the Women's Commission, did something to her back. And oh. so she couldn't come. So we took studious notes and called her in on some of these meetings. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, but anyways, we went to go. I will just tell you a little bit about what, what we were there to do. So um, the first thing we did was um, we went to go to the the cultural affairs department to speak with their director about she built new york city so um actually mayor de blasio um is investing 10 million dollars over the next four years to ensure that women and groups of women that helped build new york city or were very instrumental in um need to be celebrated are properly celebrated through public art progress projects so we went to just go and speak with them about that process and what that looked like and it really all came about um after charlottesville when there was the issues mm-hmm. of the statues and so Ma- mayor de blasio ordered an entire inventory of what was out there and what was needed to either come down or to be added to so um one of the things they did was they hired the ford foundation to do some consulting and what they knew before the entire consulting process was that there wasn't enough statues and monuments and celebration and public art of women and groups of women. So they're getting started on that process. They had a call for artists. So we talked about about what that process looked like. And it was a really, really interesting meeting, especially getting the perspective of they have so much public art. Mm -hmm. And just after having that meeting, just walking around everywhere, it's everywhere in New York City. Public art is definitely everywhere. They've they've been doing a great job, but I'm excited to hear that they're really putting some energy and effort into making sure that women are represented. Um, And so kind of on that vein, we also... Um, I know we've talked about this on this podcast before, but we're doing some work um, on the 19th Amendment is having its 100th year anniversary. Um, So the women's right to vote, not all women, um, but the women's right to vote and the suffragist movement. And we had a policy order in to do some kind of public art to commemorate the the 20 or the 100th year anniversary. So New York City just went through their entire process. And actually, we spent the day or a few hours at the Schlesinger Library yeah. over at Radcliffe and looking through some of their artifacts. They had some of the banners and the journals and all the things that the suffragists here in Cambridge um, that was collected here. And it was really fascinating to see some of that stuff and really dig deep into the history. And actually talking to the people at Radcliffe, um, 
about how it's going to be so important to make sure that we are not just celebrating certain women and the vote and like telling the story of the 19th Amendment, the whole story. Exactly. Right. Um, So they're going to be instrumental in helping us through this process. But we went to the New York Historical Society Museum and Library, which, by the way, was amazing. So nice. Like, I would never have gone into a historical society. Nope. Um, But it was really cool. There was even a a Harry Potter exhibit. (laughs) I was like, I did. Samba was like, I don't. Shh, you can't tell oh, listeners. Okay, okay. Never mind. okay. Uh, we'll get that into that another day. <laughs> but the the love the, I love the public the the art uh, and the interactive art. That, yeah. So they the had museum. the women's voices mm-hmm. exhibit, which is a really interactive exhibit about all these different women, and you could see how they interacted with one another. And actually, it was a really great experience. Um, and then after that, we met with this woman named Pam Elam, who was sort of the driving force in getting their suffragist. Um, statue that will go up in Central Park in 2020. It is a, um, a a representation of Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton um, on sort of a pedestal. And then there's a long kind of scroll that has names of all of the other women that were um, involved in the 19th Amendment and beyond and in, in helping to get all of the women the vote. So I mean, we we're very interested to see what their process was in terms of kind of their challenges and making sure we didn't uh, make the same mistakes. The same, or right, mm. or yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it that. Let's no. just call it that. Uh, we'll, but yeah, we'll she was up. great. She really had a lot of um, good information and is really supportive of. It. She was like, oh, I think the artist that they chose. She's a Boston-based, right? Meredith something. Yeah. I keep forgetting her name. I know. Um, but yeah, she did a, a, a statue here that's uh, on the common, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I know. We should go visit it. Yeah, uh, d- totally, totally. But yeah, it was a it was a great uh, meeting, and I wish we had more time for the museum, but maybe next time. What was the name of that bakery that we went to? <laughs> so we went to the... So uh, <laughs> this is a really quick, funny story. I, um, I love cookies, and so... Who doesn't? I know. If you're a loser if you don't. So <laughs> I... I <laughs> So I really wanted to get these cookies. And so the, the woman who was touring us around the historical society was like, oh, here it passes. Enjoy, you know, uh, the museum for the next 40 minutes before your next meeting. And a lot of was like, oh, you know, we have we have an errand to run. And I was trying to be very discreet. Really discreet. But she was like, oh, what's the errand? And uh, lo and behold, we were going to Levain Cookies. That's It's on West 74th Street. The upper West Side. Upper West Side. Best cookies ever. Right? I mean... Yes. Yeah. I've never You're tasted You're so welcome. I, I've never <laughs> tasted anything like it. I, we literally, I ran there. I was just like, we know, have she, to have them. I was like, couldn't keep up. She's like, we got to get there. We got to get there. And then we go down these like deep, like <laughs> narrow stairs to get into the bakery. And there's like people behind us. And she gets her two cookies. I get my cookie. And then she starts talking to the guy about like, um, okay, so I want to bring cookies home. And should it, like, what? Should I get a box or a bag? The guy spent at least five minutes telling her the uh, that she should get it in the wax bag because it stays longer, la, la, la. And then she was like, oh, never forget it. I'm just going to. Now, my, the line is out the door around the block. And she walks. She's got no more cookies. I was like, I am so embarrassed right now. They were $4 each, right? People were like shooting daggers at us. I know, I know. And then we just like ate in silence. (laughs) It was great. That was a highlight. Anyway, we did more after that. Yes. um... Um, So so one of the things we really wanted to do while we were there was talk to um, 
the fire department of New York and the um, president of the United Women's Firefighters um, to talk about female recruiting in New York. So they, the FDNY, just graduated. Sorry, I'm going to, they have 12,000 firefighters. Yeah. Which is so many. That's so many. We, just as a, a comparison, Cambridge has about 300. Um, and New York City just graduated their 87th women. So um, the 87th woman to be on the firefighting team right now. So less than 1%. But they're really upping their numbers recently. So we went to go meet a few folks to see what was working. So just for some backstory, in 1982, a woman named Brenda Berkman was the lead sponsor of a class action lawsuit to allow women into the um, FDNY. So I've read so much about this lawsuit and the years that followed. I don't know. I just went down like a rabbit hole. <laughs> Because it's not pretty. Mm-mm. And I have a huge amount of respect for who did then and who do now serve for the FDNY. So if you have 45 minutes, um, I do highly recommend checking out Taking the Heat, which is a PBMS documentary. P- <laughs> Why do I say that? A PBS. <laughs> <laughs> it's a PBS documentary about Brenda and the original 41 female firefighters that won this lawsuit um, and were on the force. Uh, so thank God for trailblazing women, honestly. So first, we um, met with the president of the United Women Firefighters, Serena Srisakul, um, of Engine Company 5 in the East Village. And she told us all about their group and how they train, mentor, and provide moral support to women who are thinking about taking the firefighter exam. They meet three days a week to provide physical training and offering mentoring and moral support. So, And they also answer questions about the job that women might not feel comfortable asking about in a mixed gender situation. Um, so they do this in partnership with the New York Sports Club. And honestly, <laughs> I was watching the video of the workout. I was like, I need to work out like that. Seriously. Like, that's intense. Yep. Um, those women were in great shape. And they, I, I was honestly thinking I need to go to the gym more. Um, so they also do mobile fire academies for women. And those girls, you know, so that girls can use hoses and do some of the physical agility exam Um so that was a really great meeting and gave us a lot to think about in terms of how we can support female firefighters here or women who want to take the test. And then um, we met with De- Deputy Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh's team at the FDNY about female recruitment and retainment. And it was really interesting. Um, I hope we can implement some of what's working for them here in Cambridge because, uh, like I said, we have almost 300 firefighters and only seven of them are women. Yeah, and there's definitely more power in numbers. Mm-hmm. As, you know, she was saying, she deals with a lot. They they still... So much sexism. Yeah. Just, it's bad. And so it, it we should think about ways to, you know, div- not only diversify, but... But it's almost like being on the... I mean, it's nothing like being on the council, <laughs> but I'm just talking about totally, numbers. Totally. <laughs> you know, there's four Absolutely. of us, and so we're able to give each other a lot of support. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's probably true exactly, for firefighters exactly. as well. We also met with the deputy mayor's staff on uh, Women NYC, a new online portal through which women can access the resources uh, they need to achieve personal and professional success. Uh, this was We've talked about this briefly before. It was launched by... The first lady, uh, Charlene McRae, uh, and the deputy mayor, uh, Alicia Glenn, and they've spoken about, you know, about New York's track record of helping women. And the city actually has the highest number of women CEO, CEOs and the small and the smallest wage gap in the country. And local government has, you know, invested, uh, you know, over almost eighteen million dollars. Uh, no. $800 million. PBMS. <laughs> we can't read today. Uh, in women-owned businesses uh, in the past three years. But despite this, the average woman 
doesn't know about all the resources and protections provided her uh, by the city. And so the portal is designed to be a gateway to that information. And, you know, they've had a lot of success in the in the past few months since May that it launched. So we heard a lot about that. Yeah, that was a really exciting um, meeting for a lot of reasons. It was exciting to see what New York City is really doing to, like, really support the women um, that live in their city. And you know, they were sharing with us that the deputy mayor, who is a woman, was like, what am I even doing here? Right. I can't use my power to make sure that other women are empowered here in the city. And if you get a chance to check out the website, it's women.nyc. It's really, really easy to use. And it was, I think it'll be a good thing for us to be looking at. Yeah, as far as how to get information out. Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing that I did, I feel like we did so much um, in three three days. And I left early, but you did. Yeah, you did. This is the next day, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, on Thursday, I met Michael Monestein mm-hmm. from the Central Square Business Association to tour two business improvement districts, one in um, Bed-Stuy and one in Park Slope. And so we met with the executive directors there. They could not have been more different from one another. I mean, Bed-Stuy is um, very, very different than Park Slope. But, you know, the essential part of the bid is the same, clean, safe, welcoming. Um, And so we really talked with both of them, especially Bed-Stuy, about, you know, what does it mean to be clean and safe and make sure that you're still taking care of your most vulnerable? Um, You know, a lot of times people think about a a business improvement district of, or a bid as like we're just going to kick out all the homeless people and that's that's not what it is you yeah. know we were talking monday morning um at a meeting about how the ambassadors will actually have access to resources and be able to direct folks to places that can help them so um i'm it was a re- it was really a great opportunity for us to really talk to a couple of other bids as we're like as they're kind of moving through that process so um that was that was it. That was all the things that we did. But it was a great trip, and I was glad that you were there. Yeah, it was nice to be out in a, the the city and hang out. And I know and you we, met my cousin. I met your cousin, and we went out to dinner. And I saw possibly <laughs> the most outrageous PDA I've ever seen in my life. I thought those people were gonna make a baby <laughs> in the restaurant. Oh God, yeah, that was <laughs> my cousin spotted these two. Uh, this couple uh, just making out they were like across the table yeah. too like they were their food was in front of them and they were like <laughs> making out going at it on like it was crazy yeah that was that was a good laugh i felt like maybe we were on candy camera i know I was like, is this real, <laughs> is this life? real life everyone was like looking <laughs> they're like okay all right back to dinner uh so that was that was our trip um over the weekend uh it was such a quick weekend i went to uh the alliance of cambridge tenants celebration of their 10th birthday they are a uh tenants rights group that does amazing work so that was awesome to attend and support them yeah i saw the pictures that looked very well attended yeah it was it was good uh, i stuck around for three three hours i was like oh i'm just gonna stay <laughs> hang out meanwhile i was just shoving popcorn <laughs> <laughs> uh, and right now i just came from a neighborhood and long-term planning uh, meeting uh it was a public hearing on the status of the Harvard Square kiosk and plaza project. So for those of you who don't know, the kiosk was constructed in 1927 as a headhouse uh, and entrance to the subway line below, re- replacing a larger headhouse built in 1912. We own it, and over the next uh, one, uh, probably two years, uh, the city is going to restore the kiosk. Uh, in 2017, the city established our kiosk working group uh, to create a vision. So today we basically heard back 
on some of the the recommendations and the reports. It was a really it was a good discussion. I think the vice mayor made some really excellent points about the fact that you know we have this request for proposal to for looking for an operator, and you know it's it's basically saying that we want this. Uh, kiosk to be a self-sustaining entity. It's like a small foundry. It's like a 400 <laughs> square feet thing. Yeah, it's really small inside. And so it's like, wait, the city of Cambridge should just be funding this and running it and just leave right. it at that. Uh, and so that, you know, we've appropriated $8.6 million for the redesign and reconstruction of the plaza to improve accessibility and enhance the flexibility of the space and for the restoration and renovation of the kiosk. I feel like, you know, like how much is it going to cost to really run that? Like eight point six million. Like you know, how much in long term? Do you want to do it? We could do it together. <laughs> you know, seriously. Like I'll I'm do it. I'm good at stuff. People, <laughs> like really. I like to anyway, plan stuff. So it was. It was. We have. There's a lot more to come. This process started in, <laughs> like over the ten stone years age. ago. The Stone Age. So as with a lot of stuff that happens here, it's going to take even more. It's going to take a lot of time. I mean, I understand the complexity. Yeah. But dang you know like mm-hmm. we just let's just get, 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 get it fixed yeah and so there's an 85 page report yeah. online if, if people are interested if you're interested yeah. um i mean people I, like reports i know i did read a lot of it uh it's really it's really accessible so i i can tweet it out if people really want i'll put it in my newsletter oh that's a good idea um and then tomorrow night um, there is an Inman Square redesign meeting on the plaza design, and it'll be at the Cambridge Port School on Elm Street in their gym. So it's on the second floor. I think it's on the second floor. They have kind of a funky floor system. You'll find it. It's from 630 to 830. I'm going to be late because my eighth grader organized some kind of coffee house event at his Aww. middle school. He's going to be the MC, and um, I'm going to be a proud mama. So I'll be there around 7, and we'll report back. Um, but I will have to say that at last week's meeting, when we were talking about the Inman Square redesign, um, I wanted to echo my neighbor's concerns around the fact that it seems like every time you show up to a meeting, everything's already decided. So I wanted to make sure that the staff understood that yeah. um, we are talking about plaza design, and I hope that they are going to be open to suggestions and ideas from people who actually live in the neighborhood, um, right? We're we're kind of experts on using that space right? Um, in our traffic and parking and CDD and DPW. If you don't live in the neighborhood, I think it's hard to – I think we should have more of a voice at the table around the plaza design. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that happens. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and there's also a city job fair happening tomorrow uh, from – I think it's from 4 to 7. Uh, I hope I have that right. And, you know, it's for people looking for human service positions, out-of-school time teachers, youth and recreational workers, preschool and after-school, substitute teachers, and more. There's part-time and full-time positions. And so if you are, are, can go, you know, please bring five to ten copies of your resume and come prepare to uh, interview. So you can contact Josh Foley with any questions and call, or call six and, and call 617-349-6259. Um, yeah, that looks like fun. I, it seems like it's a DHSP yeah, job fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then next, no, the, this, this Thursday. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a human services committee meeting around summer food. So, um, 
That is from 10 to 12, yeah. Thursday morning in the Sullivan Chamber. And we're going to have representatives from Project Bread come and talk to us. Great um, organization. Yeah. So they're going to give us, they're really excited to talk to us about um, our summer food sites, our open and closed sites, um, our daily participation rates, and trying to figure out how to close the gap in between um, the kids who receive meals during the year and kids who receive meals in the in summer because the there's quite a big gap. Huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're a city that, that wants to make sure that our kids eat over the summer. Um, so this will be a great meeting to try to figure out new strategies and get and, like a yeah. statewide lens on what other communities are doing. Um, so that's Thursday. So please come join us. Thursday, yeah. And then later that day, it's pretty jam-packed. There, Just to start is a, one of our nonprofit developers. They're hosting a talk um, about housing and an innovation hub. There'll be a panel discussion that starts at 5.30 um, uh, from 6.30, and there's going to be a cocktail reception after that. Uh, it's going to be at the Broad Institute in Kendall. So definitely, if you or care about the issue, come by. There's also a big event happening Thursday. It's CCTV's 30th birthday bash. That's so exciting. As we're sitting at CCTV, mm-hmm. um, who has been so good to us since, so good. since we um, took office and wanted to do this kooky podcast, they have been, I mean, nothing but accommodating for us. It's yeah. been amazing. So it's it's going to be nice to honor them um, and their 30th birthday on Thursday night. And our um, assistant city manager for human services, Ellen Semenoff, is getting the Richard Rossi um Award for Creative and Responsive Leadership. And this could not be more well-deserved. She is a powerhouse. She's a force. Um, and there's literally never been a time where Ellen, I've gotten to Ellen and said, like, I have this crazy idea. And Ellen's been like, no, that can't work. She's amazing. She's really great. I mean, I have thrown some really, some loops at her. Yeah. Even before I was elected. She was, she's always been like, yeah, man, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's feed the kids. Let's, yeah. let's get the kids the books. Let's do it. She's awesome. Yeah. She's just not somebody who puts up walls. And I appreciate that yeah, about her. Thank you for your service, Ellen. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if there's, there's tickets still available if you guys want to come. It's CCTV cambridge.org and it is going to be in kendall square um and the last thing there's so many things to do on there's two night. more things after this but no you don't oh i came up with them Oh, I was like, there's nothing left on my paper. Um, <laughs> also on Thursday night, Mothers Out Front is hosting a um, an event called How to Talk About a Livable Climate. Um, and I was, I was meeting with them this morning and they're like, well, the holidays are coming up and <laughs> this will be a great way for you to talk to your um, relatives about climate change and what people can do in a constructive positive way and i was like that's so great because no one can talk about politics it would be better to talk about climate change um so it's going to be at the cambridge public library the central square branch uh at 45 pearl street in the community room on the second floor and the speaker is going to be this woman named hannah pickard of the new england aquarium um so i'm really excited they're very excited about her and um i guess she's a fabulous speaker so that's great that's what are great. what are your other two things so i wanted to thank listeners who came to the unveiled performance the, oh it was so uh, good it was amazing it was so great was uh, that the friday night before the yes, cradles to crayons and yes, the campsite? That weekend, no yeah. wonder we almost died last <laughs> we were so, so tired, tired. <laughs> anyway thank you for thank you thank you for it coming was incredible uh, it was amazing i was we had so like, glad i went yeah we had over 400 people uh and so it was a re- and then the event on implicit bias also went really well i, oh, I was out, we were out of town but it was really well attended and then the last thing i'll mention is the mayor and i we've come out with a press yes. release uh today yesterday uh and we're pushing it out but we are going 
to be uh, organizing a series of community conversations regarding race, equity, privilege, and microaggressions. And so the first community-wide conversation uh, is going to be on November 28th. It's a Wednesday night, and it's going to be at Fletcher Maynard. Uh, we have partnered with Disruptive Equity Education Project to co-design these deep. community deep, sh- short for deep. Uh, and uh, you know, it's 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 really going. This is I'm I'm really excited about this. I've been spending a lot of time along with my uh, legislative aide and uh, Mar and the mayor and his his staff to come up uh, with a with a plan. And so I will tweet. I'm going to be tweeting this out. Uh, we've scheduled a number of events uh, and have you know that that are happening this this term and then uh, the the following uh, 2019. So I'm excited. Yeah, these conversations are really important to have because I feel like everyone's on their own cultural competency journey, um, and I feel like everyone who lives in Cambridge <laughs> could benefit. Right. It does. You know, it doesn't matter where you are on that journey, I think it's always good to really be thinking about these things. Um, We live in such a diverse place, and it's important to really have that knowledge and understanding. And wherever, like, wherever you are in your cultural competency journey, like, good for you. Um, But come and, (laughs) but come and, and come and chat, come and chat and And listen, and bring friends. Like, I, I, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be good. So November 28th, bookmark it, 6 to 8. It's like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Great time to be talking about that stuff. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So that's our show for the week. That's our show for the week. 40 minutes. Enjoy, people. If you're still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening, God bless you. Um, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And really, um, we appreciate you listening. I actually went to the Food for Free Gala uh, this past Friday oh, night. Oh, yeah. I met a few people who... Um, told me that they listened to the podcast and that always makes me feel really good that we are providing a service. Yeah. I did apologize for the taxes and the garbage because both of those were I felt like were really dry. People love it. But you know, I I think um if you have if you like this podcast, um please tell your friends cuz they might also like it as well and we'd love to just let more people know about all the great things that are going on here in Cambridge, all the events that we let you guys know about and then also the movies we see and our the TV. H- hilarious stories. Exactly. <laughs> We're so many. We'll be doing some uh, publicity out in the you know, some videos oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so forth. So right. look out. Watch out for those. Um, if you are interested in following me on Twitter, I do tend to tweet stuff out after. You tweet these. so much. I do tweet a lot. Do you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like a medium I really enjoy. I'm so bad at it. It's fine. I, I just, just, yeah. I just, I really like it. You're so really good at it. And I'm, it's great. I like doing things that I'm good at. <laughs> it's very rare these yeah. days. <laughs> so I'm at am. M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at S-U-M-B-U-L-S-I-D-D. So we will see you next week. I hope you have a great week, everybody. And you too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you too. Okay. You too. Okay. Okay. We're, I'm so tired. We're going. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>